The information and views expressed by our host or guests on the Unlock Potential podcast are their own, and not a substitute for professional medical or fitness advice. Always consult with qualified healthcare or fitness professionals before starting any new exercise program or making changes to your current routine. If I were to dose somebody with some medication and I didn't give them enough, nothing good would happen. If I gave them too much, bad things would happen. But if I give them the right dosage of that medication, they might improve whatever symptom they're working on. Well, exercise works the very same way. If I don't do enough or I do too much, not enough happens, bad things happen. Hello and welcome to season two of Unlock Potential. I'm Brian Delaney. Our focus this season is fitness. I'll be joined by Dr. Corey Duvall, who's going to guide us through his protocol for getting into your best shape so we can live our best lives and serve others well. Welcome back to another episode of Unlock Potential. I'm Brian Delaney. I want to thank you for tuning in to season number two. It's going to be an awesome season. Our first two episodes, we've gotten to not only define what exercise is, define what movement is, define how you uh, can recover. We're going to be digging in deeper. We talked about the pyramid of fitness, the different dimensions to fitness. Today, we're going to take a deeper dive. We're going to be talking about the work that you need to do and how you need to be doing that. So in order to break that down for you and in order for you to get the most out, out of this, I wanted to welcome back my, my guest host for season two, Mr. Corey Duvall. So great to see you again, Corey. Good to see you, Brian. Yeah, awesome. I know uh, in the last episode, we started to talk about the pyramid of fitness, the different dimensions, the four dimensions of that pyramid. I wanted to just give you an opportunity to recap that so people could get the most out of this and to build the foundation for this episode and what we're going to cover. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So our pyramid of fitness is a visual model for all the pieces and parts of our fitness components. Our strength is the peak of that pyramid. Mm -hmm. So when we walk up and we see a tall pyramid, we are impressed by it. The strength that somebody has is what first makes an impression on us. That strength is accomplishing the task no matter the cost. So we are willing to push our limits. We are willing to take on work no matter what. And when we do that, we express the strength that we have. Now, the peak of that pyramid requires density and broad foundations in order to keep itself stable for the long term. If we have a really tall peak, but narrow foundations or holes and gaps, it's all going to crumble as it gets higher and higher. Mm -hmm. Before we go into that, because I think one of the things you're saying as mentioned, uh, we mentioned in a previous episode talking about having that very tall, uh, like something that looks very big, but doesn't act very big, right? It, it, It becomes fragile and nimble. And so whenever we build whenever we build out that strength without that suitable foundation, what I have experienced in the past was pain or resistance to that. So I moved away from that work back to other strength work. That was it. That was, that didn't make me feel that way. And so while my strength got it, while it continued to grow, I would move away from those signals of weakness because that's not what I wanted to feel. I was seeing what I needed to see, big weights moving, but feeling weak in those positions, like even the difference between a back squat and a front squat, uh-huh. you know, it can make all the difference in sensation. So uh-huh. yeah, when is that, are those the signals, are those some of the signals when that strength pyramid is built too high without enough support? Or can you talk about that a little bit? That's a great question. So as the peak rises, it starts to press down on that foundation. And it starts to wobble to and fro. And so as it presses down and as it starts to wobble, we experience that as heavier or uncomfortable emotions, uncomfortable feelings and sensations within the body. Mm -hmm. And those can guide us towards other types of exercise. Awesome. Awesome. But I just wanted to dig into that because I was thinking that was a signal, but wanted to be clear. Yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. And so one of those directions is stamina work. We want to broaden that base, not by pushing to our outer limits, 
but by taking a steady approach over and over and over in order to accomplish repetitions and accomplish work with minimal mental and emotional strain. We don't set intense short-term goals. We don't restrict ourselves in order to have bursts of output. We just move at a steady pace over and over and over. And that allows us to accomplish the long-term the long -term, uh, foundation in one direction. Okay, so strength, whatever it takes, do whatever is necessary in order to accomplish stamina, accomplish, uh, uh, accomplishing a goal, not accomplishing a goal, the goal is far more long-term. So more instead long -term. of, I need this many repetitions today, mm -hmm. it's I'm doing this work so that I can do it tomorrow, the next day, a month later, a decade down the road, and the last day of my life. So intensity uh, and the strength, longevity when it comes to stamina. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, great, great, yeah. awesome. And then the other dimension of the base is our flexibility. It's accomplishing the task many different ways. So when I'm performing my strength work, I gotta have a few different options so that I can keep pushing and driving forward. Okay. When I'm doing my stamina work, I've gotta have ways to shift it so I can keep going even though I'm not setting particular goals, I'm just finding different ways of accomplishing it. And so we have strength is the peak, stamina is one base, flexibility is the other. And finally is the density. So we'll have particular symptoms for when to take on strength work, when to take on stamina work, when to take on flexibility work. And then when most of those symptoms are at bay, we just feel good and peaceful. That's when we get to play around with the inside of the pyramid and say, hey, where are the gaps? Where are the holes? Where can I express myself fully? Yeah, I noticed that the other day I was coming in and I was telling you, it's like, I don't feel like, I don't feel angry, but I feel good. Like, I'm, I'm, I feel okay. I don't, I don't know what the heck I'm feeling right now. I know it's not bad. It's not also not great or super motivated to lift heavy weight. And that's when you, uh, that's when you were like, oh, well, that's perfect for the WAD prescription so that you can fill in those gaps exactly. along the way and build structural integrity throughout the whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so we take on the workout of the day in a way that expresses joy and gratitude for our abilities and opportunities. And that, folks, is what I missed. That's why <laughs> I forgot the joy and gratitude this morning when I was climbing the rope. <laughs> We're challenging that for sure. Yep. yep. Uh, but in the workout of the day sometimes can get comparative to others, comparative to what we've done in the past, comparative to what we think we should do in the future. But when we're going in in a peaceful state, we want to maintain as much of that as we can and just put in work to find those weaker areas so that our symptoms rise and we get to put in the good work again. Awesome. So, because out of that workout of the day where you may be feeling very little, right? You may just be feeling in a very neutral place or a good place. You do that workout of the day, that's gonna express symptoms. And the next time you hop in the gym next day, or if it, you're on your third day, you take the break and follow up. Um, at that point, we read those symptoms again and that's gonna put us more into skill work. Exactly. Uh, that, that skill work of doing uh, particular movements based on that sensation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. So we've got strength, stamina, flexibility, work out of the day. And those have four characteristics that make strength work look and feel different mm -hmm. than stamina work, which will look and feel different than flexibility work, mm -hmm. which will look and feel different than the work out of the day. Gotcha. Gotcha. Tell me a little bit more about uh, about those, uh, the things that are specific to each one of those dimensions. Yeah. So first is movement intensity. Okay. Second is head and eye posture. Third is the belief that you're going to carry about your surroundings. And the fourth is the effort versus comfort zone. Okay. We'll go into each of those a little bit more specifically now. Mm -hmm. The movement intensity for strength work is focused on being quick, constantly quick over and over and over and over. Mm -hmm. That's doing a few different things for us. One, it's getting more and more of our musculature to fire mm -hmm. in order to help accomplish that short-term goal that we have in front of us. Second, it's gonna start to create discomfort and it's gonna give us the opportunity to still move quickly no matter what. 
Mm -hmm. I see a little grin there. Yeah, it's just because whenever you talk about this part, and I was like, first of all, what the hell do my beliefs, those are my business, not yours, (laughs) right? It's like my head or eye posture, I'll choose that, thank you. Uh, Most of the time it's just down here. Right. So this all seemed a bit woo woo to me when I first was introduced. And now it just it could not make more sense and be more of a comprehensive explanation that nobody's talking about right now as far as how to work out to be the most useful to other people. And uh, but the that was not the definition of stamina that I had. It was like run as hard as you can for as far as you can until you puke. Uh Right. It was like it was, or, or even just short bursts, right. That were, that were meant to drag everything out of you. Um, but you just had to do it more. It was like a strength workout, but more Uh is how I had experienced that is how I had experienced that in the past. And I think when it, this really opens up the opportunity for us to talk about the belief, right. The belief of how we're seeing ourselves, how we're seeing other people and how we're seeing the world. Yeah. Right. And that changes that because it's you're doing different work to be able to serve well and better. Exactly. So we take on that quickly movement intensity for strength work. Mm -hmm. And I hinted at it and you laid into it a little bit further. That quick movement eventually becomes uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And so we need to differentiate stamina work from strength work. And we do it by saying the intensity of stamina work is quick and easy, but the movement intensity of strength work is quick. Yeah. And so we have that choice as we're moving quickly to say, hey, I can get this done. I can get it over the goal line. I can really push it and it's going to be uncomfortable, but it's a short-term basis. But if I'm in stamina work and I get to that decision-making point, I've got to choose to back off a little and make it easier so that I can sustain and be steady the rest of the workout today and tomorrow and the day after. That's great. That's great. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the uh, flexibility. Yeah. So flexibility, that third dimension is focused on the easy movement. So we have quick for strength work. We have quick and easy for stamina work. Flexibility is the focus on that easy movement. So if everything we do is more and more difficult, life becomes more difficult, our resistance to getting into the gym becomes greater and greater and greater. And that level of fatigue that we take on limits our ability long-term. And so flexibility work, we're gonna really focus on what does an easy movement feel like? What does an easy position feel like? How can I accomplish it with more ease as opposed to more intensity? Yep. So we have the full intensity in the strength work. We have the intensity and the ease within stamina work. And then really just focused on the ease when we're in flexibility. I, I love that because when it comes to uh, when it comes to life, what we know is that we go from uh, from our imagination to what do I got to do? Like what I have to do? We go from this place of like what's possible? What do I want to what do I need? and what's being required of me right now. So there's this constant in, in my in my experience throughout my whole life, this constant starting off big in this big place of imagination, hope, opportunities, ideas, like uh, all of these things, potential. Um, but, uh, but these outside forces can seemingly push in on that wider perspective and narrow us down. And it's almost like, that flexibility is our opportunity to kind of push that perspective back out Uh to start instead of taking space to start to create space Uh for more things that maybe never have happened before or maybe there wasn't the room for before we're now starting to create that space for that yeah that's beautiful yeah when when it comes to the flexibility piece most people that i know who talk about strength will say just like what i've said in the past well, you know, I'm not flexible. It's just short hamstrings. And yeah, so it's like even flexibility hasn't been been easy. How would you how would you change their perspective? Because I think there's a there's a needed perspective shift with all three. But I think there's a perspective shift of flexibility from a main part of a dimension that deserves just as much time as any other. Um, 
a, a dimension of exercise, a dimension of fitness, to just accessory, accessory or ancillary. I believe a lot of people are like me in the way that they've seen flexibility as a very accessory type of movement, or I'll do that if I have the time before I get out of the gym, I'll take the five minutes to do that. What perspective shift would you offer to people like me who, who have thought like that in the past? That's a great question. And it has to do with your recovery from the strength work itself. Okay. When you take on strength work, you're going to be doing one particular pattern over and over and over. And we get so locked into that pattern that we start to grind particular grooves in our body. And as we grind those grooves, eventually we limit how much we can do because that same pathway just gets worn away. But if as I go, <clears throat> I have the ability to shift a little left and a little right, ref after rep after rep, that allows me to groove a little here and groove a little there and groove a little here and groove a little there, which allows me not to break down the same tissue over and over and over. Achilles tendon ruptures, sudden strains of joints and tearing of cartilage, sudden herniations of discs are because the same exact pattern has occurred over and over and over. Mm. But if we shift just a little side to side, we can groove one way and groove the other and still accomplish that strength goal. Mm -hmm. And a lot, of, uh, a lot of people, I believe, would consider that being out of position. Uh -huh. And it's so easy to be out of position when there's only one position that I've exactly. been in previously. And that's where, that's where I got stuck. I was literally stuck in that position. Exactly. I, in, order to do, in order to pick up something from the ground, there was only one way that I could do it. I was told, you know, you know bend with your knees and do all that uh -huh. stuff. But there was only one way that I could really do that. Um, and what you're offering is there's a lot of ways to get this done. Exactly. And the work in here is going to translate to out there. And if it doesn't, it's not worth doing in here. Exactly. Right? And, and so like taking that flexibility, but people say a lot of ways to skin a cat, right? There's a lot of ways to get that done. And even, so even if we're injured, it's not going to limit our ability to still accomplish things. It's just going to maybe change our approach. Exactly. And I think that more, um, I don't want to use the word holistic, but that, that more expansive definition of flexibility to uh, that's inclusive of that is beneficial. That's exactly what we're looking at. Yeah, 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 that's awesome. So we're we're talking about uh, we're talking about beliefs, right? Uh -huh. uh, what would you say the net the next aspect of those exercises is? Yeah. So in our characteristics, we have movement intensity, mm -hmm. and then we have head and eye posture. Okay. And so this is where looking at somebody from the outside, you should be able to know they're working on stamina work, they're working on flexibility work, they're working on strength work. And the broadest way to put this is if somebody is in a really dark place for a long period of time, what do we say? Hey, keep your head up. Yeah. 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 And when we have like a really short goal, we just got to get there. What do we say? Put your head down and get to work. Yeah. So good. And that's the difference between strength and stamina work is that strength work, your head and eye posture is gonna be so immediately focused that your head is gonna drive down a little, that your eyes are gonna be focused on just what is right in front of you to make sure you accomplish that work. Mm -hmm. And then stamina work, because you're coming into it from a lower place already, and because we wanna be looking at where we're headed in the long term, we gotta keep our head up with our eyes beyond the horizon. Mm -hmm. And so no matter the movement we're doing, strength work, we're allowing that head to drive down to really get the effort mm -hmm. and stamina work. We're keeping the head up with the eyes beyond the horizon so that we can see where we're headed and not be so focused on the immediate tasks ahead of us. Yeah, I think that when it comes to those two, the amazing thing is how much our body does that and how much those sayings are just a read of the body, right? Exactly. It's like, oh, my body naturally wants to do that. Like when I'm doing strength work, I am in a dark place. Uh -huh. A lot of times I'm like uh -huh. in this place where I'm trying to metabolize some emotion or I just want to lift something heavy that I'm, that I'm, I have this feeling like, oh, I think I can do it. I think I, or I'm going to have to really challenge myself to do it. And, and we're not, we're not going long distances with that. So we, we don't need a whole bunch of exterior and external perspective. Um, as soon as I get into that stamina place and I start to think, uh -huh. head starts to drop. 
And that's why the cue, it goes back to my first uh, boss in carpentry. He, uh, he would say, just, just do the work. And it's like, but I think, he said, I don't pay you to think. <laughs> he, he wanted me to move faster than I think I can. Uh-huh. He wanted to be, for me to move faster than I think. Uh-huh. Which is, which it was so beneficial to learn that lesson that, hey, don't need this guy right now. Yeah. What we're doing is repetitive and long-term. Yeah. And so now all of a sudden I'm out of my head and I'm into my environment around me. I'm looking out for the people around me because we're traveling long distances at a lower level of intensity exactly. so that long distance is possible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So when it, when it comes to, because there are certain workouts that people like for me, I, you know, my running posture that, you know, long, long running posture, a lot of times was, was head down, chin down around that. What, what opportunities are there for people who uh, just taking that one segment and they correct their head posture? What opportunities do you see for them to see improved performance or just improved, uh, something improved in their body? I don't think I fully understand that question. Are you well, saying people who do stamina work, how can they improve it with their head up? Well, yeah, because there's a lot of people who run, they bike, they do all these long distance pieces, right? But a lot of times they're gonna approach that in the same way that they would do maybe that short sprint. They would have their head down. They're not they're not paying attention to that, to that posture as they're doing that type of associated work. Got what it. is the posture and what is the posture and the belief? do for that person what could even that just aspect do for that person when they're in that stamina work got it so it has to do with dose response if i were to dose somebody with some medication and i didn't give them enough nothing good would happen mm -hmm. if i gave them too much bad things would happen but if i give them the right dosage of that medication they might improve whatever symptom they're working on well, exercise works the very same way. If I don't do enough or I do too much, not enough happens, bad things happen. Mm -hmm. And so when we're doing strength work with the intensity of the head down, we can only take a small dose of that intense work. Mm -hmm. And if we do a large dose of that intense work, we have too much breakdown for the recovery. And so if we have that head down for the duration of our stamina work, we're overdosing ourselves on intensity. I love that. I love that. That's, that's, it's such a clear indicator. Like we, you had mentioned in the first episode where you were trying to, you were trying to get the advice and you weren't listening to the sig signals and you had been overdosing yourself. Exactly. And when you pulled back just a little, the dose worked. Now the, now the treatment works, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. yeah, absolutely. And the reverse of that, occurs as well. When I'm doing strength work, if I don't reach that edge where my head naturally gets pulled down to put in that effort, and you can see this, somebody's like doing something and they say, hey, this is really hard, but they're kind of up and looking around, you realize that they're not actually pushing those limits yet, and they have a little bit more intensity that they can work on. And as you add weight and add repetitions and add speed, there's a point where that head just naturally drops down and they start to put in that work. Yeah, that's, that's, it's so true, so true, because I'll be doing a stamina exercise and it's totally out of my element. It's one of those signals that I get of like, hey, you're popping out of the groove, that groove that you've been in before, you're doing something different, you're finding a new way, and my head's down. I'm uh -huh. like doing bear crawls and my, I'm looking down to the ground, I'm like, this is the worst thing ever, right? Uh -huh. and because it's, it's just not familiar for my body. It's just, yeah. you know, and it's, giving myself the opportunity to get familiar with this new pattern of movement without the necessity of like too much intensity right in that moment. So yeah. it taught me if like my head's down, I just need to back the heck off. Exactly. So the treat, so that treatment will actually accomplish what I'm looking forward to do. Yep. So get yourself the right dosage. Yeah, that's right. Now there's a head and eye posture associated with flexibility as well. That's great. And that has to do with increasing awareness. Mm -hmm. And so part of flexibility is learning that there are new opportunities and ways of moving. Okay. And so we want to increase the awareness of what our body feels. So strength is total focus. Stamina is a bit of focus and a bit of awareness. 
And flexibility is just total awareness. Okay. Not focusing intensely on any particular piece, but just allowing our awareness to shift over time. And so our eyes and our head should be moving easily to find all the different opportunities. Mm -hmm. We will get into what flexibility work looks like a little later in some of the other episodes. But for now, the eyes will look to the edge. The head will turn so the eyes can go farther. And then the torso will turn so the head can turn so the eyes can go farther. And there are so many tiny little position sensors within the muscles of the eyes, the muscles of the jaw, the muscles of the neck, and all of the nerves that function for the whole body travel through the neck. And so what we're getting by moving that eyes, head, and torso is that we're getting all kinds of signals of opportunities and ways to move our body that we hadn't gotten just by being super focused on our strength work. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that these are awarenesses that we grow, not commandments that we have to keep and you're sinning and it's not going to work when it goes, because just even that one piece you said, I want to go, I want to go through that again, because I think it's wonderfully effective. It's just like those reminders, those prompts to ourselves, oh, I'm doing stamina work, eyes up, take 20% off. If I need to, if I need that to get my eyes up, right? Exactly. Or I'm doing stamina work, I'm thinking too much, uh-huh. right? Or I'm able to look up and I'm doing strength work. This weight is probably a little bit light, especially if it's in one of the later sets, right? Yeah. Um, so these are just awarenesses and prompts for that awareness, so that as you're doing your workouts, you can you can start to get the signal, not just be looking at a weight and saying, "Well, I used to be able to lift that up, or I should be able to lift that up." All that's judgment and it's garbage. Let's look for signals and awareness because that's what we're able to do and we we don't need a lot of technology to do that we just need to know where those uh where those signals are coming from so exactly yeah yeah now we're going to go reverse direction for the next part okay uh so we're going to talk about flexibility then stamina and then strength and that is our belief now remember we talked about the fitness that we are looking to develop to develop is that we are most helpful to others. So we wanna be as physically capable as we can be so that we are most helpful to others. And by others, you mean when you look at yourself in the mirror, the guy on the other side of that mirror, oh no, that's not what you- (laughs) Maybe somebody holding the mirror standing next to you. (laughs) Or taking the picture for your Instagram. And I joke about that because that's where a lot of fitness is. Like, honestly, this is a, literally as we sit here in this gym there are mirrors but none of them are hung up like Uh zero mirrors hung up it's like you walk into a gym and it's like it's like it's almost like in most facilities the gym and or i'm sorry the the lights and the mirrors were put in first and all the equipment was put around that so that people could uh post for social media or get that uh or feed that ego in that specific way um rather than this idea, this idea, just like low tech, high awareness, Uh this idea that we're doing this work, not to look better in pictures, not just to feel better, not just to, and we can add a lot of things to that just to list, but in order to be of highest use or be most useful to to those around us. Exactly. Yeah. And so when we have a belief and we go into our flexibility work, Mm -hmm. that belief is that we are able to help others. And so we carry the belief that we are able to help others when we're in our flexibility work, and that lines right up with our head and eye posture, moving around to create awareness. Who needs help? Who needs assistance as I'm looking around? Who is in danger as I'm looking around? Who needs a nudge? Who needs a smile? As I'm looking around, and I'm learning all the different ways that I can move, I'm observing who needs my help from that. Very good, very good. How about with uh, stamina? With stamina, it's about setting, I love this phrase, the low trajectory to the distant horizon. So we are saying, I will arrive. I will arrive at a fitter body so that I'm more helpful to others. I will arrive in a way that I am able to help others. I will arrive wherever I am headed. 
Mm. And so the work, the, the belief that we carry into that stamina work is that we will trust our ability to arrive. Mm. Sometimes we get a little too intense. We get a little too focused. We're like, ooh, I got to hit 400 on this interval. Ooh, I got to hit this time on this particular interval. Head up. Trust that you'll get there when you're meant to get there. Hey, everybody, Brian Delaney here. I hope you've been enjoying our second season of Unlock Potential as Corey and I break open some great fitness advice as well as just other life advice that we know is going to help you and add a ton of value. If you're just a casual listener, soak up the content we're bringing you. It's exceptionally valuable content at no cost to you. But if you're like me and you're like, I want the next levels, I want more information, I want more in-depth, I want the extra content, come join us as one of our Patreon subscribers. Support the channel, get to the next level, and unlock your potential. All of these things have fundamental, uh, fundamental parallels in the rest of our lives, and that's why, that's why I really wanted to make this season most about the body, right? Because it's like... It, while focusing on the body, we're not focusing on the body at all. We're talking about things that translate very easily and very um, uh, just very intuitively. And when it comes to uh, when it comes to doing this work, that belief that I will arrive, right? If everybody just woke up with that belief in the morning, how how much better would our society be? How much better would those relationships be? Because I think in some the biggest fear that people have is, and a fear that I've experienced is, in some unknown future that I'm trying to project onto this world, like in a, in a world where all of the potential futures are just as likely as every other one, that somehow I'm going to be the variable that I show up insufficiently. And this, what you're talking about is that belief battles that back. It exactly. actually puts puts things in the right perspective is, is like, no, there's things that are knowable at, uh, about the future and I can arrive. And then this, the stamina work is just how you're getting there. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. And so we are increasing our awareness mm -hmm. so that we can help others with our flexibility work. We are trusting that as we help others and as our awareness improves and we're looking to that low trajectory to the distant horizon that we will arrive at that place where we are more helpful to others. Mm -hmm. And then strength work is when we start to take that and realize that we have to do our own intense work to propel everyone else forward as well. Mm -hmm. And if I'm in the middle of my strength work and I'm obsessing about what this other person is doing, if I'm in the middle of my strength work and I'm worried that somebody else is gonna sneak up and distract me, that's gonna distract from my intensity and my execution of my greatest output. Mm. And so I have to go into it with the trust that others will accomplish their tasks so that I can accomplish mine. Mm. So I'm aware of who needs help. I'm aware that I'll get where I need to be. And when I'm ready, I'm gonna focus only on my task and I'm gonna complete it no matter what. And everybody else is gonna do the same. Mm -hmm. And what you're talking about here is we're just increase, increasing the dashboard, the different opera, uh, the different ways we can operate. And I, I love that because it's, you know, there are times where wh whether it's in a work environment or a family environment, it's like I could be at my son's soccer game and like my focus has one place to be and that's with my son and being here for him. But then I get the call, right? I got to put it away. I just got to like, this is, this is work that requires strength for me to be present right here, right now uh -huh. for this very limited period of time. Uh -huh. That's all he needs from me. Uh -huh. Can I do it? Like, well, what if they need, they'll handle their stuff. I got to exactly. handle my stuff. Like the exactly. applications are not, it's not like it. It's exactly that we're preparing ourselves for those moments. So yeah, yeah that, that's just so that I'm clear what, what you're saying is that your work in that moment is to be there present for your son. That's right. And the cost that you're putting forth is that somebody else might need your help. That's right. And you're prioritizing and saying, no, this is what needs the most. Yep. And that could potentially fall off and you're choosing to pay that cost. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, trusting that they're gonna take care of, take care of it if they need to. Yeah.
Exactly. That's beautiful. Exactly. It's like, you know, one of my companies is in the life insurance business. We say it all the time. I'm in the life insurance business, not the life saving business. If I can't be at my son's freaking soccer game, which again, I'm so used to being in 10 different places at once, being, Uh uh, being 10% effective in each one, (laughs) you know, um, it's, it's, and that for me, the stimulus rather than the persistence is definitely my brain likes that. I've trained my brain to like that. Uh And so right here, right now, I'm at my son's soccer game. A lot of you may have experienced this too. I'm only needed in one place. I only have to lift up this one heavy weight. That one heavy weight is being present right now here to accomplish being here for him, being my role as his father and encourager and all of that. So the cell phone rings or somebody comes up and they put their weights, they put their weights next to you in the gym. You know, either way, it's a distraction from that strength work. Uh-huh. They're going to take care of themselves. I've got my work to do. I've got to, I'm going to do this work that's in front of me. Exactly. And it's, so it's just training the brain for those different things that we're going to run into all throughout the day. Cause sometimes it's like, oh, I just have to do this for a long time and I'm going to have to uh, keep my, keep my head up on this. I'm going to have to know that I'm going to arrive, but I can't put so much effort in that I can't finish. Exactly. Right. Uh-huh. That I can't finish and flexibility of like, damn, every single time I try this, Corey, every time I've tried to, I've tried to get this raise with my company. I've tried to be the, be this husband. I've tried to uh, be this way as a father or as a brother or a son or a member of the community, or I've tried to uh, accomplish this in this way in the gym. And I always have the same problems being able to look out and have awareness for other people, but finding new ways of doing the same thing. Exactly. It, it's it, the, like, how is that, how is that work and how is that awareness just on a personal note impacted impacted you and i'm sure it's not done i'm sure that's a growing awareness but do you see some of those same uh, same parallels some of that same translation most definitely um for the better part of 15 years i have been showing up to open the gym before the sun rises and most days i see that as a beautiful opportunity i see all the people that show up in the dark asking for my assistance so that they can put in some work before they go to their job. They put in some physical work so they can take care of their bodies in that healthy morning rhythm before they move on. And throughout the day, I'm regularly checking in on people and offering my energy and my thought and my guidance to help redirect them. And sometimes I do a lot of that in a day and I don't fully recover before the next morning. And so I get up in the morning and my head is down. And when my head is down, my mood goes down and I start to create some of these heavier emotions and some of these heavier thoughts. Oh, I don't know if I can do this. Oh, how long can I keep this up? And in those moments when I notice that, if I ignore it, I'm not helpful to those others because I'm quick and I'm irritated and I'm resistant to answering their questions. But if I realize that I'm just going to pick my head up and I'm going to put in the energy that I have for that day, yesterday I spent a lot, I haven't fully recovered, today I'm going to put forth what I can. As soon as my head goes up and I just accept that I'll be a little slower to understand what they're saying, I'll be a little slower to figure out the right guidance for them, I'll be a little slower to offer them the right direction. All of a sudden, I don't feel as heavy. This is, it's masterful because, not only because it's counter to most of the messages we get. Ignore it and it'll get better. When has that worked? When, when like I, I'm still waiting for the one circumstance that that really applies. Just like, hey, don't pay attention to that, that, you know, if you, that'll pass. Like that's just going to naturally pass on its own. Uh Right. But not even acknowledging it. Yeah. Not even acknowledging it. How many times are we in this position of like, okay, I'm just going to go out and do it. I'm just going to go out and grind. I know I'm tired. I'm just going to do it. And for me, I found myself, I find myself burnout, not because I put in a hundred percent for three months. It's because I put in 60% for a year. And Uh as a result of just not acknowledging 
the fact that, wow, I'm still, I, I still haven't fully recovered from the day. So I, I've got a little bit less in that one arena that I can uh -huh. accomplish. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to work at that 60% because that 60% is a hundred percent today. Uh -huh. Today, today, the mile feels more like a marathon than a marathon feels like a mile. That's okay. I'm just going, to, I'm going to go ahead and run the mile. Yeah. I'm not going after the marathon today. I'm going to, I'm going to have a bit of self-acceptance. I'm going to have a little bit of understanding, grace, and generosity for myself, which is going to promote that opportunity in others. Exactly. Right. And, and, and that's, it's, it's such a powerful aspect of this work and also to, uh, do away with the myth that, well, Corey owns a gym. He could, how could he ever not want to go to the gym? Because people think of you and it's like, oh no, he just love he loves to go. He lo he's ready to go every day. Every day is perfect for him to go to the gym. And, and it's that myth of the people who do something more often, actually they have what they need to do it. Um, you know, when I don't go to the gym, it's because I'm tired. It's because I'm hungry. It's because I did, I did too much exercise the day before. So I assume the people who actually went to the gym didn't have any of those feelings when it's the person who is feeling needy that needs the most. And it's the person who, who knows that they don't need very much, who shows up the most often. So true. Yeah. And, and yeah, w talk about some of the other aspects and the differentiators of the dimensions. That's good. So we'll get into this a little deeper in a later ep episode, mm -hmm. but there's the idea of the comfort zone and the effort zone. Okay. And so the comfort zone is what we can accomplish quickly and easily and feel very smooth to recover from. We feel like we could do this forever indefinitely. It's with ease and grace. Mm -hmm. And as we start to do more and more, it starts to become more difficult. And that's where we start to enter the effort zone. Okay. And with the effort zone, it takes a little extra. It takes some more oomph. It takes some more fire. We got to work a lot harder to accomplish more out in the effort zone. And so as we reach the end of our effort, that's the end of our ability. And so what we often hear is you have to get out of your comfort zone, mm -hmm. which is true to reach the outer limits of your ability. However, getting outside of your comfort zone shrinks your comfort zone. And so if we're constantly pushing outside the comfort zone, the comfort zone is shrinking and shrinking and shrinking, which means to match the same output takes more and more effort if we haven't regrown that comfort zone. Big, big deal, big deal. And when we spend too, too much time outside of that comfort zone, right, we become hypersensitive to small things and where tweaks become injuries, where uh, maybe a need for hydration becomes chronic dehydration. It's all of those things that we know are at the perimeter of our existence, meaning just on the other side of that is no longer existing, you know, yeah. it's like, and so to really, I don't want people to think that this is the opposite of a hustle and grind podcast it's because you need to hustle and grind that's in there. It's just not the only ingredient to fitness, exercise and movement, right? Exactly. It's not, just like it's not the only ingredient to any part of our lives, whether it's relationships or work or whatever it is, it's a part of it. Um, but what I hear you saying is we're just going to continue to like, hey, we want something to grow. We're going to plant there. We're going to spend some, we're not going to neglect it. We're going to actually spend some time and cultivate that area. That way it's easier to get back into and which means it's also going to be easier to leave. What I find that most messaging is around is like easy all the time or just like <laughs> knock your dick into the dirt hard all the time. It's just like, exactly. it's just like one of those two, one of those two things, which are almost right. Right. That's, that's it. So yeah. Yeah. Where, like when you hear people talk about that, when you experience that, because I know you limit that media from watching it, but you still go into that every once in a while. Uh -huh. What, where do you, like, where do you put this work and, and like, what, how, how is your perspective on that, on those type of videos and that type of content? Yeah. Um, if somebody has spent a lot of time just staying safe and comfortable and afraid of any discomfort, uh, short term exposure to hustle and grind culture will bust them out of that 
and they'll see some progress. Yeah. And that's super beneficial. Yeah. Now, if they stay stuck in that and they are constantly pushing that, their comfort zone will shrink mm -hmm. and they'll get more and more uncomfortable. And achieving that promotion, achieving that goal, achieving that physical capacity gets tougher and tougher and tougher to match. And so in that case, they're going to want some more gentle, hey, let's go into healing. Let's focus on, on feeling comfortable and feeling safe and feeling pleasure. And so they'll sit in that comfort zone. Now, as we sit in the comfort zone, the comfort zone will grow a little, but our outer ability will start to shrink. And so it's about matching both of those over and over. Maximize our comfort zone so that a ton of what we do is just really easy and fluid and then have a lot of energy to really drive from that edge out farther. And then we get to go back in, grow the comfort zone. As that gets bigger, we still have the energy to really blast ourselves to the outer limits. Yeah, and I, I just my experience was I'd come in here and I started, to, I started to work and then fell off. And I wasn't falling off for the same reasons as I had always had before, which was actually physical injury. I was just falling off because like my will to do it had gone off and I didn't have any excuses, but I just, the mental blocks were too much. Um, but this, uh, this most recent time for these last two years that we've really been working together, uh, consistently, um, I would say the first week to two weeks, I was only doing flexibility exercises. Uh -huh. I just needed to repattern my whole deal because every day I came in here, I was like feeling sad and depressed and like, why am I in here? Uh -huh. And I was just like, I was I, because I just didn't want to go through the same thing that I'd gone through before, which is exercise with a ton of intensity, work it out, do my therapy in the gym, right? Get that done and then just end up injured and incapacitated and incapable of being useful to others. Exactly. I just didn't want to. And I, I felt like the only way I could go against that pattern was to come in here and do flexibility till I couldn't stand it anymore. Uh -huh. Like just learn how to expand my breathing, work on all that, because I knew there was a time limit on myself with that. Yeah, I, want, I can only handle so much for my personality gearing. Uh -huh. And so that was the exact opposite. That just, that helped me to down downshift and to gave me an opportunity to learn new things. Yeah, that's a really beautiful awareness because we'll get into the symptom chart in later episodes and what types of symptoms guide us, but it's a feature not a flaw that when you do a lot of flexibility work, eventually you start to feel more angst. Mm -hmm. That is a feature because what it's doing is it's bringing you into a more comfortable space, allowing your energy to drive back up, and then you get to re-experience that outgoing energy again. Mm -hmm. And so it's a feature that when you've spent too much outward, your body's giving you some signals, and so we've got to redirect into a little bit more inward work. And as that inward work improves and we're denser, our energy starts to fill and we're ready to blast back out again. That's and the great. quicker we read those symptoms and the quicker we shift, the more expansive we can be. And that, that is a key. That is a key. Because just like a gymnast, uh, uh, I'll hop on a balance beam and I'll use a half inch of that balance beam. And it's the middle. And anywhere off the middle, I'm screwed, I'm falling off that thing. Uh -huh. Whereas a proper gymnast will use all four inches, four, uh -huh. four and a half inches of that. They're, they're gonna use the edges. I can't get to the edge. Yep. Like if I'm going to the edge, I'm already committed to being down. Exactly. Right? Not only that, but they'll fall and get back up quickly. See, it's not that they don't fall, it's just that they get back up more quickly. They get uh -huh. popped back into that groove more quickly and they use the whole thing. They haven't found, when we're trying to find balance, oftentimes we have a narrow definition of balance and it's too narrow to be useful for us or other people. Uh -huh. And so when we start to expand that, when we start to expand that idea, what we realize is, oh man, there's a whole lot of different ways we can do this. Yeah. This isn't, the way I've been doing it isn't the only way. It's not even the best way. It's just the way I was doing it. Uh -huh. I, can, I can move on, yeah. right? I can move on and I love that you say that that's a feature, not a flaw because for so many years to me, it's been a flaw and I've tried to outwork that feature and only through doing that did I realize how much of a feature it was because I get to still be here uh -huh. and I get, to be <laughs> I get to be at my highest and best use for other people as a result of that. So exactly, yeah, that's great. So how does, I mean, we've talked a lot about strength. We've talked a lot about stamina. We've uh, talked about flexibility. 
But the workout of the day, we hit on that a little bit. How does the workout of the day work into all of this when yeah. it comes to beliefs, when it comes to intensity, uh, all of those pieces? Yeah. So there's a lot more variety in the workout of the day because stamina is one dimension of the pyramid, flexibility, another dimension of the pyramid, and strength is a third dimension of the pyramid. Well, the density of it is the workout of the day. And so sometimes we might be moving easier. Sometimes we might be focusing on moving quickly. Sometimes our head is down for a short period of time. Sometimes our head is up. Sometimes our head is moving around. There's a lot more variety in the workout of the day, both in the exercises and in the postures and beliefs that we hold. But the deepest belief is that it is a chosen opportunity. Okay. One thing that I heard a lot when there was a group program associated with CrossFit was this shared suffering at how terrible it felt to do the workout of the day. Yeah. And there is a time stamp on that. There is only so long that we are all going to suffer together mm -hmm. before suffering is not our fullest expression of ourself. Mm -hmm. And so we need to be not against who wrote the workout for us to do, but realizing that we have chosen this opportunity to express our physical fitness. Mm. And then we're gonna do that in a way that inspires others. Mm. I'm gonna go through this to the edges of my ability so that somebody else who's seen my journey is inspired to keep going and to push their limits. Mm. Somebody who knows where I've been or sees that they could potentially reach there too are gonna be inspired to follow along. Okay. Yeah, that seems very counter to the common definition of uh, of the WAD or people's understanding and my understanding before I came to it. It's like it wasn't very inspiring for me to see somebody just finish out their WAD and then lose everything and then have to go to work. It's like I personally don't prefer to be very nauseous when I go to work. I don't know. It's a personal preference, right? And, uh -huh. and so, so this idea of this is this is what I chose. Yes. This is the work that I chose and the variety I found to be uh, two helpful aspects uh, to that for sure. And as I'm doing the wad, I am seeing a lot more variety and it is challenging. And as soon as I start to do something this morning, I was doing uh, a wad workout and I was like, oh boy, oh boy, I chose it, but I have to make an adjustment. Yeah, I have to make an adjustment because otherwise it would just be a glorified display of human suffering, <laughs> the, which is not inspiring when I do it. Some people look good when they do it. I do. I do not. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. When so for you, when you, uh, what are some of those challenges with reinterpreting the wad and making that accessible to people who may have had a bias against it previously, but are are looking to have that full spectrum fitness that that uh, your method provides? Hmm. So somebody who has no experience with it mm -hmm. comes in, reaches a point where they're just feeling peaceful or maybe a little bored and they choose the workout of the day and the variety of the movements is stimulating to their mind. Mm -hmm. And that variety, that novelty, that newness is what drew me to CrossFit originally and what drew a lot of people to CrossFit originally. It's exciting. It's different. It's uh, something that you just hadn't done before. I've never done these three exercises before, and now I get to move through them for 20 minutes and feel all the different ways of doing it. Mm. It's so stimulating. Now, when that variety turns into random chaos, the body doesn't know what to adapt to. Mm. And so we may start to limit our progress if the only thing we are doing is just random stuff day after day after day. I see. And so while it's stimulating for the mind, it's challenging for the body. And there's two approaches that we can do there. We can start to listen to those symptoms that are coming up and we can direct ourselves to strength, stamina, and flexibility work appropriately. Mm -hmm. Or we can start to supplement, brace, cover up, ignore, medicate in order to keep going. Mm in this randomness in order to prop ourselves to think, oh, I'm still making progress. Mm -hmm. Well, adding 20 pounds to your squat because you added neoprene sleeves and a back brace is not actually adding 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. You have to match your 
output for what your body is capable of day after day, week after week. Mm. And so if we get to the edge and we just keep supplementing, keep supporting, keep crutching in order to keep up with the randomness that's occurring ahead of us, we lose our fitness mm. and we either burn out, we end up ill, injured, or in some sort of surgery, or we learn to deepen into our symptoms and start to delineate, do I need strength today? Do I need a flexibility work today? Do I need stamina today? How do I adjust that dose? But if the only choice is WAD, WAD at the expense of everything else, yeah. it's going to be, it's going to cost everything else. Exactly. And, and that's, that's where, that's where I think that mixture of like people, uh, where they, it's like, Oh, all hustle, all grind or give myself grace and space, yep. be generous. Right. Um, I think that's where the, it becomes a full and true and real picture yep. where it's like, no, we, we get there. We just don't get there in ways that won't last. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a message that I really, uh, I think that most people do need to hear around fitness is like, this is not the time to destroy yourself. This is actually a time to build yourself, to be of highest use. And part of that is being able to listen, interpret and respond to those symptoms as they come up with an appropriate, uh, uh, what was the word you used that? Dosage. With the appropriate dosage so that we can get the response we're looking for. And that what happens is our activity and efforts when done in a way that aligns with how we operate biomechanically in the short term and the long term, when we line that up, all of a sudden our effort gets us the results that we're looking for and there isn't that disconnect between I'm putting in a lot of effort, I'm not seeing the results, I'm putting in the work in the gym, I'm not seeing my weight drop off, I'm not seeing these indicators that are very important for all of us to be able to see. I don't wanna neglect the importance of those things, not the only ones, but those are important, um, where they're doing that work and they're not seeing the results and therefore become disinterested, uh, disinterested or dissuaded from exactly. continuing to do that work. And what, we're, what I hear you trying to do is, okay, let's connect these pieces of this hustle and grind because we need to hustle, we need to grind. Let, uh, to these pieces of space, generosity, awareness, all of those pieces so that we can, if you're gonna hustle and grind, be able to do it for a long ass time at the highest use for other people. Exactly. Yeah. I, you pushed me to challenge a clear phrase for why I designed the Stay Active Method. Uh, a couple of months ago, you asked me that. You said, why did you create the Stay Active Method? And it was because people deserve results that match their efforts. And I saw so many people with injuries, with illnesses, that were putting in effort and not getting the results that they wanted. And they were honest with me and I was able to respond and adjust their dosage accordingly. And we came up with this framework because of their honesty, their persistence, and my ability to interpret all of that across a broad variety of people. Mm -hmm. That's truly beautiful because at the end of the day, um, that's all all of us wanna see. You know, uh, uh, there, of course, we get in these ruts where we wanna see results that are beyond that. And there's doctors for that, there's pharmacies for that, whatever you want there. but the beautiful thing of being able to introduce people to the effort and the results that are linked and connected and teach people that they can be powerful and present right there, that they don't have to feel powerless, that don't, they don't have to feel like it, but it's with the right dosage, with the right belief, with the right intensity, these are the things that are gonna guide that and allow you to be able to start to respond and actually be complete, not just a person who has a bunch of strong parts but those things are not weak and put together properly. It's beautiful. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's, I think, I, I know that's your heart for people is to be able to see, you were just talking to me about somebody today, you're, you're like, do you know what happened to that person? I'm like, I have no idea. They seem like they're pretty healthy. They were, they were in a major, they, they had a major issue, right? That right. caused them major pain. And, and they should not even be like, According to everybody else, they shouldn't even be in the gym or active. And yep. I, what I saw this morning was somebody who I wouldn't have assumed went through any sort of remarkable trauma, yeah. that they were just, they were moving, they were active and they were pushing themselves uh, you know, well into some of that later stages of life. You know? yeah. And that to me is exciting.
because if it can be there for them, it can be there for me. If it can be there for me, what's possible for somebody who's in that position where they've just convinced themselves, I'm too fragile, I'm too nimble, I'm too old, I'm too vulnerable to be able to feel great. And you just open that door and say, you know, everybody's allowed in. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. So on the next episode, let's talk a little bit about yeah. uh, what we're going to what we're going to go into to give everybody a preview and, and whet their appetite a little bit. Yeah, we're going to do a little bit of work with barbells and with an exercise bike. And we're going to start to look at the differences and how your posture and your feelings are in stamina versus strength. Mm-hmm. So we can start to adjust our intensity accordingly. Okay, awesome. So deep di- deeper dive into that. Uh, thank you for joining us on this episode. And really, I just wanna congratulate you and thank you for giving yourself an opportunity to maybe start to think of things in a different way than you have before, start to be able to see uh, exercises, redefine things in a, new, uh, in a new way, in a more supportive, helpful, and uh, aligned way to where you wanna go. Because we don't, we don't consider that easy. We don't consider that is something that's just going to happen. We know that that level of intention is the seed for transformation. And we're gonna help you find that here as long as you're willing to just do the first step, which is just get curious. And you've already done that, so let's, uh, let's get to it. Hell yeah. Love it. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Unlock Potential. For exclusive content, make sure to subscribe to our Patreon. Follow us across all socials at The Brian Delaney and visit our website at thebriandelaney.com to shop our gear and see what's coming up next.